0: Hello witches and wanderers. my name is Missa.
1: And my name is Katie, and welcome to the Baby Witch Podcast.
0: Hi Katie! Hey Missa, how are you doing? Good, just starting the new year off, it's Capricorn season, trying to convince myself to start using that earth energy to uh, clean my house, but it hasn't happened yet.
1: (laughs) I believe in you. I think you can do it. Um, yeah, I've just been, you know, trying to tap into like some uh, new beginnings energy, and I went skiing yesterday, which is always fun. Although I like, like, was trying to do some more advanced things, and I fell a lot, and now I'm super sore today. But yeah, that's how you get better.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been doing uh, yoga with Adrian. And, uh, <clears throat> after day one, I was pretty sore, but it's day four and I'm feeling a lot better.
1: <laughs> Yay. Yeah. That's the worst part. I, my exercise routine completely disintegrated while I was moving and it's been so hard to get back into it, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm getting there. I worked out four days last week, which is, I think a little weird. So.
0: Hey. All right. Well, we are going to kick off the new year our first episode of 2020 by talking about um, something that we both are fully vested in and, um, in my opinion, one of the the basic tenements of witchcraft. Uh, We're going to be talking about the moon today.
1: Yep. And this is a pretty basic part of all witchcraft practices um, and really all traditions. You know, everybody sees the moon, it's in the sky, everybody sees the same moon every night. And it's even, you know, even if it's just easy for you to look up at the night sky every night and see what it looks like and see what phase the moon is in, it's just a really simple thing to do when you're starting your practice.
0: Yeah, um, I wanted to start by, we're going to be talking about the phase, what kind of intentions to set and rituals to do. Um, during each phase but i want to start out just by saying um that maybe before you start doing any moon magic you might just want to sit through a couple of cycles of the moon and just sit at each phase and reflect on how you feel the energy around you and maybe you know write that down journal it um just to kind of experience the energy of the moon before you actually start trying to harness that energy
1: hmm yeah and especially because um you know, we're going to talk about how the waning moon is a time for letting go and the waxing moon is a time for building up, but maybe that just doesn't work with you or maybe it's not really resonating with you and you need to figure out your own thing.
0: Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you've heard things about the moon before. Of course, everyone says the crazies come out on the full moon um, and things like that. So it's good to, to just again, see how you experience it on your own.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because to me, the moon, the full moon is a very peaceful time, full of good, um, wonderful energy. I like have this stupid tradition of anytime I see the full moon, I'm like, hey, mama, how you doing? You look beautiful tonight. Um <laughs>
0: I stare at the moon in awe just constantly, Uh, especially when like the full moon is still in the sky in the morning Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, in the West where I drive West to work. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like driving toward it in the morning. Oh my gosh, it's magical.
1: Yeah, it's great. But then on the other hand, we have a mutual friend who's a nurse and she always posts about how her job is like really stressful and all the crazy people come out during the full moon. So it, there's different meanings for different people.
0: Yeah. The energy is going to affect everyone differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also in that, um, you might see when new moons, full moons and everything are posted on Instagram or, or wherever. Um, and you might say, well, how come it's, you know, on this, it says it's going to be on the fifth and this, it says it's going to be on the sixth. Um, the moon is full and new in different time zones. It depends on where you live. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's really great resources online to look up the moon phases in your local time zone. Um, Because sometimes, you know, the moon, it might be a full moon, quote, unquote, on Thursday morning at 2am. And so you might want to, you know, honor that or work with that energy the night before. Mm -hmm. Um, Or again, like we talked about when we Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, and I was gonna say my personally, you know, the moon is full, and it's as big as it's full, like the um, for three days, in my opinion, um, yes, there is a time when it's as full as it's going to be. Um, but in my opinion, you can uh, celebrate the full moon like on the full moon day and also the day before and the day after that. So I think you have a three-day window to get your stuff in.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, was, I, when we talked about the Sabbaths, we talked about, you know, honoring them the day before, the day of, and the day after. Same thing with with phases of the moon
1: Mm mm-hmm yep
0: all right do we want to start with the the new moon
1: yeah let's start with the new moon um so this is the time when um you know the moon is dark actually let's take a step back because there's the dark moon and then there's the new moon and I've heard the dark moon is when the moon is completely dark um no light at all and that's uh, that has its own energy compared to the new moon, which is when like the moon has the first sliver of light and it's just starting to wax again.
0: Yeah, so there is some kind of debate there as to what the new moon really means. Um, I work with the new moon and the dark moon as the same. When, mm-hmm. I, when I'm honoring the new moon, it's when the sun and the moon are in the same degree of the same astrological sign, and so there's no light in the moon. Um, I use those terms interchangeably, but yes, some witches do prefer... Um, to work with the dark moon when it's completely dark, and then the new moon, again, when there's that first sliver of, of waxing crescent light.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and basically the idea of um, the dark moon is that it is when the moon is at its deep darkest, um, it's the opposite of the full moon. And we'll talk about this more when we talk about um, waning moon energy. But typically when the moon is dark, it's when you do your banishing, your binding, um, all of the energy to kind of get stuff out of your life. So hypothetically, the dark moon is the most potent time to do that type of magic. Um, Whereas the new moon, and I mostly just work with the new moon. I'm just uh, more, if you are interested in it, I'm more postulating what the differences are. but. The new moon, however, is like the beginning. It's the time to plant seeds. If you're going to be doing some serious manifestation magic while the moon is waxing, it's when you start that magic. Um, And it's a time for creating new intentions for what you want to work on in the two weeks between the new moon and the full moon.
0: Yeah. um, And then again, I... necessarily differentiate between the dark moon and the new moon so for me when i'm saying new moon i'm meaning when there's no light um Mm -hmm. but so hecate is supposed to be um kind of the goddess of the dark moon um and i work a lot with hecate so that's my time to work with her um and so there's certain things that i do in honor of hecate on those days um if i remember i'm not perfect there are some days when i'm like oh, it's it's the new moon or the dark moon tonight. I need to do all these things. And then I get home from work and I sit on the couch and I watch three hours of TV and I go, oh, oh, I'm going to bed, screw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you miss a, a phase of the moon, don't worry about it, catch up later. I used to feel like I was the worst witch in the world if I didn't you know, sit down and practice every Sabbath, every new moon, every full moon. Um, but we know that mundane life gets in the way. So, um, But for me working on, at that moon, it's also a time when the veil is thinner, when there's, you know, the the, sh- the darkness, um, and it's a, a really good time um, for shadow work and ancestry veneration as well. Um, so, you know, if that's something you're interested in, the dark moon or the new moon might be the best energy for you for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, if you think about it, um, it, it is the dark time and it kind of corresponds to Samhain or Yule as far as that energy. So it's the dark part of the moon cycle and there's a lot of energy to put in there. Um, on the other hand, what I mostly do for my new moon practice is I do some sort of intention setting or manifestation. I like to just use simple candle magic to do, to set those intentions. So. I get a candle lately. I've just been using white candles because, um, you know, white candles are really easy to get. And if you aren't certain of the energy that you want to put through ahead of time, or if you just want to do a simple, um, just a simple manifestation spell, white's always, white's always just a good color from, for simple candle magic, or as a base color, if, you don't have the ability to get anything other than white, like white candles are your friend. Um, But yeah, you get a white candle and then I carve into it uh, a word or two or three about what I'm trying to manifest and then dress it with oil and dress it um, with herbs. And then you um, burn it over the course of however many days you want to. Sometimes I get the big candles and I burn them for the entire you know, two week waxing moon period. Other times I just get like those tiny, you know, spell work candles that burn down in just a couple hours. It's really whatever you'd like to do, but that's been my new moon ritual for a while now. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, I also want to add, as we're going into all of this, um, that these are suggestions. It's going to be different for everyone. And also your practice may change over time. So mm. um, like Katie, you said that you're, that's been your tradition for a while, but You know, I've, I've had certain things that I've done over and over and over again, and then they, they can transform, they can take on different shapes or they can change completely. Um, so there's not really one right way to do it. Um, work with what works best for you and then, you know, play with it, see how, you know, maybe how you feel if you do it a little bit different one time. And again, nothing in witchcraft is static, or set. It's, it's always evolving. It's, you know, it's like the face of the moon. It's always, always changing. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a spiral as they would say, and you just have to do what works best for you in a bit, like in like a year or in a few months, I might decide that doing Campbell magic to set intentions is really resonating with me and do figure out what you connect with best. So.
0: Yes. All right. So next we're going to, we're going to move through these phases. So now we're going to be talking about the waxing moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, um, as the moon is growing fuller. So when you start, you start with the crescent, which is, it's just that little sliver. Um, when I was a very small Catholic child, my mom used to tell me it was God's thumbnail. Um, <laughs> so you'll you'll hear the crescent. I mean, crescent, you kind of know that like a croissant, mm-hmm. um, and then, as it grows fuller, you get the first quarter, which is, you know, it's half of the moon that you can see. And then the gibbous is gonna be where it's like the opposite of a crescent. There's just one little sliver that's dark. Mm-hmm. So you hear those terms used. That's kind of a um you know, if you've heard you're like wax and gibbous, I don't know what that means. That means it's almost full.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: um that's a little helpful thing to hear. Cause that took me a long time to figure out. I didn't understand what anyone was talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And waxing moon, you want to think about like the energy is growing bigger. Things are, um, ramping up and getting more intense and you, and so it, when you think about that energy, you want to think about like bringing things into your own life or growing things in your own life. So that's why um, the waxing moon is the best time to try to do manifestation spells. And this could be things like manifesting a new job, manifesting money, manifesting self-love, manifesting, um, you know, courage or anything really that you need in your life. This is the time where you try to grow new things or bring new things into your life.
0: Yeah, especially if you set an intention at the new moon, the the waxing moon is the time to to work on that. Um, so a lot of times you'll hear in witchcraft that it's not just um, candles and crystals. You actually have to do work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the time to put in the the energy mm-hmm. toward that intention. Um, and that energy is the manifestation um, to be completed. It's also a time um, for attraction. So if you need to attract mm-hmm. things, you know, like Katie, you were saying a new job, um, but that's the time when you might want to attract money or, or things to you. Mm-hmm. Um I don't do a lot of that money magic kind of stuff. I probably should because your girl needs some cash, <laughs> but, um, you know, that's just something to to think about is, is your manifestations and also, um, attracting different things to you. We're going to talk about love magic at some point. Um, if you work with love magic, we don't re- necessarily recommend that, but if it's something that you really want to do, the waxing time is, um, the waxing minute would be the best time to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what waxing moon magic is. It's growing your, it's growing energy, and it's bringing things into your life. Um, and Misa is correct on that. Magic is a great tool for setting intentions and maybe you know skewing things in your favor. Say there's a bunch of candidates up for a job, maybe do magic so you hedge your bets a little bit, and maybe you end up getting the job over them. Um, but the reality is, you have to put in the work. You're not going to get a job just sitting on your butt. If you you're not going to manifest a job unless you start filling out applications. You have to meet the universe halfway.
0: Yes, and so again, if you're setting that intention at the new moon to say, um, you know, I need more cash during the the waxing moon is when you're going to be like, filling out those resume or applications, building your resume. Um, you know, maybe working on something. If, if you're a creative type, that's when you're going to be working on the project. Um, and then, you know, maybe pitching it at the full moon, something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, definitely keep that, that energy. There's a lot of energy during the waxing moon. Mm-hmm. So to, to, to work with.
1: Yeah. And this might be something that we need to talk about in depth in a later, later episode, but I've also heard of using sex mag- magic to manifest stuff like sex magic as a way to, um, grow your energy during a spell and then using that to manifest it or put energy into manifesting things. I know, um, Kristen Soleil talked about using that to get the book deal or the book deal to write her first book, um, woman or, uh, which is sluts feminist. So she talked about doing that to manifest that book deal for herself. So I don't know. That's something you probably need to do research in. I don't personally do sex magic, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Gabriela Hurstic talks about it in her book as well. I just got Let's Feminist for Christmas. Uh, and I'm super excited. I have a ton of books to read in 2020, but it's on the list. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yay.
0: I should have read it like three years ago when it came out. But you know what? It's on the list now that she has a second book out already.
1: Yeah, it's okay. It's in I own that book, but it's cur- I have so many books and it's currently sitting in storage along with most of my other stuff. So I'm a terrible person and I really need to read it. But oh, well.
0: Hey, like I said, we all know mundane life gets in the way.
1: Yep. Exactly.
0: So we've been talking about building up all this energy and setting your intentions at the new moon and working. And so um, the wax moon goes from crescent to first quarter. And then the first quarter is when you're, it's like, again, the halfway point It's when the sun and the moon are square of each other and like in an astrological point of view. So square means that they're at a 90 degree angle um, to each other. Um, so that's again, when you're kind of seeing just half of the moon and then it goes to the gibbous, uh, waxing gibbous moon. And then we finally get to the full moon, um, which is like a lot of people think the witchiest time you think of like, witches dancing naked under the full moon, which is on my bucket list. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, we should, and I,
0: well, so my family has property up in the foothills near where I live. Um, it's like, old property it's been in my family for generations um and there's not a lot to do up there there's not a, like water like there's scarce resources but i there's so much space and i could absolutely go up there and go dancing naked under the full moon but my dad uses it for hunting and all his friends are up there all the time mm. so sometimes you pop up there and there's like 80 year old men with shotguns and i'm like whoa whoa okay i don't want to be part of this energy i'm going somewhere else <laughs> Yeah, But one day I'll get that place to myself for a weekend on a full moon.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just talk to your dad and figure that out. But also we should just go camping and do that sometime.
0: I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, if anybody goes hiking and we're like derailing, but you know what? That That's what you signed up for when you decided to listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, usually around the summer solstice is hike naked day um, Katie you might be more familiar with this than I am, but, um, so if you decide to go hiking on or around the summer solstice, you might see a lot of naked people. Um, but that's also something I like that's on my bucket list.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think you have to be on special places to do it. Cause I, I've actually never heard of that, but I have inadvertently hiked. Well, not completely naked, but topless. There's this, um, hot spring you can go to here in Colorado I'm not going to say the name because it's getting too popular and too crowded but it's on a land trust and it's clothing optional and there's a few pools that you have to like hike up the mountain to get to and like I've definitely hiked up there like semi-clothed and then on the way down been like fuck it I'm not putting my clothes back on <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah well I know they do it so I live in California um a couple hours away from the Pacific Crest Trail so I know they do it on the PCT um but a lot of people that hike the pct hike a lot of other trails too you don't just be like i've never gone hiking some people do some people are like i've never gone hiking before i'm gonna hike from mexico to canada um but there are you know a lot of people that take that tradition onto other trails too Mm -hmm. anyway we derailed let's talk about the full moon moon, yeah
1: (laughs) so the full moon energy is you know it's when the moon is at its pinnacle it's when it is full of abundance um it is a time where magic is really potent, and it's a good time to just do any magic. Like, any magic is going to be really potent and effective if you do it on the full moon. Um, it, also, you don't necessarily have to do any magic during the full moon. Um, I think it's one of those things where if you have a specific spell that you want to have, that you want to do and have it be effective, the full moon is a great day to do it. However, it's also a time to like, be grateful and practice gratitude and celebrate everything that you've accomplished since the new moon. Um, my, I think I've talked about this, but my personal full moon ritual is I just get a glass of wine or a mug of tea or something special. And I like stare at the moon if I am able to, if the weather is um, you know, good. And I just like toast the moon and thank the moon. I'm like, thank you for, you know, me accomplishing this. Thank you for, all the gifts in my life. Thank you for all the stuff. So, and also moon gazing, just go out and gaze at the moon because she's beautiful. And um, it's just a very basic thing you can do to ground yourself and also appreciate the beauty of, you know, the celestial world.
0: Yes, I I definitely uh, agree with that. Again, we talked about, you know, how our intentions that we manifested during the the waxing moon come to completion at the full moon and so it's a time to recognize all of the completions all of our successes um and again like recognize what what we have what we're grateful for um and offer thanks like you said um and then you're also going to see well I want to go back to what Katie said about it's a time for any good magic so we've talked a little bit I think about White candles are good for any kind of of magic. You Mm -hmm. know, there's definitely color magic, you know, if you want a specific color, but if you don't know the color, that's fine. White candles are good for anything. Quartz crystals are good for anything. Full moon is, you know, the the white candle and the quartz crystal of the moon phases. Mm -hmm. Any kind of magic is going to be really strong during this time, um, especially things like um, divination and um, harnessing your psychic ability. So a lot of times... Uh, one thing I always try to do on a full moon is a tarot reading. I mean, I try to do daily tarot readings, but I try to do special ones, you know, larger ones on the full moon about the whole moon cycle and, you know, what I've, what I have manifested over this time, things like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, any
0: kind of psychic practice that you have would be good to work with on the full moon.
1: Mm-hmm. And another thing that is really good to do specifically on the full moon is charge your crystals. So if you can't, yes. and if you have the space, you can uh, lay out all your crystals. So they are charged by the moonlight. Although I've heard that they don't necessarily need to be in the moonlight, just the fact that it's the new moon can charge your crystals. Um, and you can- you mean the full moon? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Just the full moon can <laughs> charge your crystals. Um, and then- I've also, you can also do this thing like making crystal infusioned or crystal charged water, which is where basically you take some water and you put some crystals in the water and then set it out to charge under the full moon. And then the moon and the crystals charge the water. So now you have this um, full moon and crystal infused water that can, uh, you know, give you, like, can give you a little bit of that magic in your day to day life.
0: Yeah, or just regular moon water. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to charge it with crystals. Yeah. Um and you can I always charge new crystals under the full moon. I don't necessarily remember to go back and like get out all of my crystals and charge them because I've got like a giant box full and that's too much for my windowsill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my spouse is always cute because he's always like, What what is that on the windowsill? What are you doing over there? And my uh, curtains are like or my blinds are broken. And so I'm really afraid that if I touch them wrong, that they're just going to completely fall off. <laughs> so I'm always putting my crystals on my window. So, so carefully and slowly, it's, I mean, kind of a ritual in and of itself, but it's because I'm afraid that the blinds are going to fall and my neighbors are going to be able to see into my bedroom. Mm.
1: Wow. Well, yeah. And there is like, there are those limitations or like, I've had it before where we're Um, I decided like, I just needed to charge all my crystals because the energy that I was feeling off of them, wasn't that great. And like, I took all of my crystals and put all of them on my windowsill. And I was like, well, I live on a ground floor apartment. This is going to be really weird. I wonder what my neighbors think about me. Um, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, but again, you'll see it if you, you know, are like on witches of Instagram or anything like that. When the full moon comes up, it's always time to to charge your crystals. And I talked about on a previous episode how, again, you can practice with the full moon for three nights. But it was the night before the full moon for me. And I had the days mixed up. And so I charged all my crystals. And then the next morning I was like, oh, wait, the full moon's today. Crap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, again, the the energy's still there for about three days.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. And then while we're talking about the full moon, I wanted to talk about something that ca- occasionally does happen during the full moon as well. And that is a lunar eclipse. Um, so I think lately this has been happening like twice a year, although I heard and I didn't do enough research into this specific part. So forgive me. Um, but I heard that we're kind of going through the this cycle where there's a, an a solar and lunar eclipse twice a year and then eventually that's going to be over and then we're not going to have any eclipses for a while. But um, yeah, the past few years it's been like every summer there's a lunar and solar eclipse. And then every winter there's a lunar and solar eclipse. Um, We're recording this in early January and we just had that uh, cycle happen in December. So. um, Yeah.
0: yeah. So there was a solar eclipse on Christmas day and then the lunar eclipse by the time you're hearing this, it should have already happened, but it's on, um, the first full moon in January is the lunar eclipse.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
0: Which I don't have, I I'm just going to say, I don't have the calendar in front of me. I have my book of shadows in front of me and it has a full calendar of all of the moon phases for the year. Cause that's what I like to do in mm-hmm. mine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the 10th. So you should be hearing this on the 14th. So we just had a lunar eclipse.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, so if you think about a lunar eclipse, like it starts out as a bright full moon and then it slowly gets darker and then it reaches its pinnacle with whatever color it's going to be during that um, eclipse. Usually it's a bright red moon or a blood moon and then it goes back to being um, a full moon. And because there's kind of that waxing and waning of the color. Magically, people see it as like an entire lunar cycle packed into, you know, an event that only lasts a few hours. And because of that, um, in addition to it happening during the full moon, a lot of people see a lunar eclipse as a magic amplifier. So you can really do anything on this night and it's going to be that more effective. Um, Although I was reading a couple articles about this and one article said that... um, Some people think doing magic during the blood moon is actually really dangerous and you shouldn't do it, especially if you're a newbie witch. However, within that same paragraph, the article I was reading said this is complete bullshit. You can just ignore it, do whatever the hell you want. Um, But I did want to mention that just in case anybody is a little shaky with that energy.
0: Yeah, and we haven't really talked about this before, but um, it's never a bad idea to cast protective circles. Mm-hmm. um, you know, cleanse the space of any negative energy or spirits, um, just, just to cover your basis.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, um, what I, from my research, it looks like, uh, eclipses are especially good for increasing your intuition. So doing terror readings, um, also increasing just your psychic or spiritual abilities. Uh, and it's also really good for healing magic
0: yeah cool um while we're still on the subject of full moons and katie we didn't talk about discussing this earlier but it just popped into my head um is blue moons oh yeah um which well i'll probably have to cut this because i didn't do any research on it but um well at least explain kind of what a blue moon is there's actually some debate as well as what's considered a blue moon so it's There are 13 moons in a year, but there's Mm -hmm. only 12 months. Um, So we often refer to the blue moon as um, the second moon in the month. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, So say if there's two moons, two full moons in May. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, But then as witches, we also recognize maybe the, the blue moon as the second moon in that astrological sign. So the moon is full when it's at the opposite of whatever astrological sign the sun is in. Um, so if there's two moons, for instance, the moon was full this month in cancer, if there's two full moons in cancer. We might consider that to be a blue moon. So again, some debate there. Um, but it, I just wanted to bring up that terminology. If you've heard it before, there's more debate too. It has to be the second full moon in like a quarter. There's, there's all kinds of debate as to what it actually constitutes, but that's mm-hmm. again, the blue moon is just the second moon mm-hmm. in a, in a specific time frame.
1: Yep. And also do you want to talk about the full moon names now? Because um, Yeah. Yeah. So I'm certain um Yeah, so I'm certain you've heard like the full moon in January called the Wolf Moon, or um I can't remember any other of the names like that off the top <laughs> of my head. But
0: yeah, there's like the sturgeon moon and the cold moon, um, all kinds of different names for the moons. Um that are posted all over the internet, even among your non-witch friends, that stuff goes around Facebook and stuff. Um, And those names have actually been around for a long time, way before the um, witchcraft movement got a little bit more um, traction that it has now. Mm -hmm. Um, But those names, and again, you'll hear some months have two or three names for the moon and you might be going, well, which one is it? Um, And a lot of them are actually based off of the old farmer's almanac, um, but they were originally the names that the indigenous tribes gave to the moon.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And so the reason that you might hear them differently is because there were thousands of tribes in -hmm. what's now the United States. And they experienced different things during different months. I mean, Katie and I... We only live one time zone apart, but our months can be glaringly different. I might have a hot as hell month and she's out skiing in the snow. Just kidding. It's not hot right now. But (laughs) yeah, um, but that might be, you know, one of the reasons that you hear those names being different for a specific month. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's um, I mean, and it's also something where it's like just Native American, but like which Native American tribes and it's kind of just generally A little problematic and it seems a little appropriative to me which is why um the i tend to go more with the celtic uh tree names for certain moon cycles because the celtics did have their own uh, they did have their own names for each moon and they're all based on their sacred trees um you can just look them up online um
0: yeah i'll post something to the instagram too or maybe it's already posted by the time that you're hearing this because again we by the time you're hearing this, we will have had a full moon on the 10th. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, so again, um, Katie and I are not part of any indigenous tribes in the United States. Um, I've never had an indigenous person, either in real life or online, ask me not to use those names. But again, citing on, erring on the side of caution, um, if it seems appropriative, just don't do it until you're invited into it mm-hmm. is, is the easiest thing to do. And again, the, the Celtic names will we'll post um, January's is the birch moon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I'll let you know February's too, since that's coming up. And I have it in my book here. So February's is the Rowan moon. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can expect that. Um, so if you see it, that on our Instagram, if you see that instead of things like, wolf moon, or I don't know what they, they call the, the February moon, but that's why we, we don't use those, um, in our practice. So you won't see them on our, our Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. And then, um, yeah, so then once the moon, the full moon is done, uh, you move into the energy of the waning moon. And if you think about it, um, you know, the, moon is getting smaller and smaller and smaller the energy is diminishing so this is a time for letting things go um the you can do some really potent banishing magic or if you want to bind someone you should usually do do it during the waning moon um
0: Yeah, yeah so there's the uh the bind trump movement i don't know if you've all heard of this um, it's not something I do every month, but, uh, when the world seems like it's ending in the United States, which it has recently, um, I'll usually participate in it. Um, it's usually two or three days before the, the dark moon or the new moon, um, during the the end of the, the kind of the, the apex of the waning moon. Um, and they do a, a binding spell against Trump. I don't do it exactly the way that it's written. Um, there's some things in there that I, don't use in my personal practice. Um, but again, it's a good time for, for binding and also for, for breaking bad habits. Um, you know, if there's something in your life that you need to let go of, um, or find closure for the waning moon is a perfect time for that.
1: Mm Um, and then the other side of waning, like, Say you just had a job interview and you really, really want the job, and but it's the waning moon, so you can't really do manifestation magic. Um, another workaround that you can do during the waning moon is say instead of doing magic to manifest a job, you do um a banishing spell to banish any obstacles that would cause you to not get the job. So there's
0: yes, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So there's other, there are workarounds within lunar magic. So that way, if it's the wrong time of month for you to do certain magic, you can, you know, creatively uh, use the energy of whatever phase the moon is in to help you accomplish what you need to accomplish.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, I was going to talk also about overcoming obstacles and then the waning moon um, um, so at the, the full moon, you celebrate your, um, accomplishments and then during the waning moon is time to think of what you no longer need. And so it's a time for introspection. That's a really good time to look into yourself, um, and figure out, you know, you've had this whole cycle to set intentions, manifest, um, be grateful for what you've achieved. And so this is the time to really look into yourself and think, what can I get rid of, um, you know what is no longer serving me. We use that terminology a lot in witchcraft um, because it's it's just something that's really important to always be keeping track of. Everything's a cycle. So you may have had something that was really important to you um, but again it's it's no longer serving you. So it's time to to let go of that. Um, it can be time to um, you know heal from a breakup or even time to reevaluate, you know, maybe this is time to break up, maybe this is time to to let go of this. Um, I'm not is telling anyone to break up with your partner, but if, if you've been thinking about it, this would be a good time to really sit down with yourself and, and think that over for yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Or yep. quitting a job. Again, we talked about getting jobs, but this might be a time to think maybe, you know, maybe I need to start something new and that you can start it new at the, when the moon is new, but this might be the time when you realize this is, this is what I need to stop doing. And then when the moon is new, I'm going to set a new intention. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. And yeah, I mean, that is just kind of a cycle that you see in lots of parts of, parts of witchcraft. I kind of think of it as the witch cycle, this um, life, death, rebirth cycle. Um, Yes. And yeah. And you see it, um, you see it when we talked about the wheel of the year, we're like, yule is the new moon and letha is the full moon and it's just this cycle you also see it in the course of a day where midnight is the new moon and noon is the full moon um if you're a bleeding person you can see it in your menstrual cycle um if you look if you believe in the celtic idea of reincarnation which is where um you know there's a period when you're Dead after you die, and then you're reborn after a period of being dead. Um, so, like, that's where the maiden, mother, crone, and all the seasons come in for me. Because, um, spring is maiden, mother is summer, fall is crone, and then in the winter you spend a period dead, and then you're reborn as the maiden. Um, and so if you think about the waning, waxing, full moon, new moon cycle you see it repeated over and over in these natural cycles that you see in every facet of nature.
0: Yeah, Katie, you can't see my see me right now, but I am nodding my head so hard. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say and I've actually been doing more research into like Celtic stuff lately. And I realized that like, The reason why Samhain is the New Year's because that was the Celtic New Year and it's like that was their new year because they believe that when you die you you begin life anew um, which is also why Irish funerals are always happy because it goes back to old Celtic traditions of you know celebrating death and then mourning birth it's really I don't know I read that in this book and I was like oh oh, okay, this all makes so much more sense.
0: Yeah, I, I just think, um, again, like you mentioned, Katie, the witches' cycle, um, you'll hear about that cycle of birth, death, and rebirth. It's going to be a, a constant theme in what we're talking about and what a lot of witches are talking about. Um, there was actually just a really good uh, episode of, I can't think of, Liz- Lindsay Max podcast.
1: Uh, tarot, tarot for the wild soul.
0: Yes, thank you. Um, so it was either the last episode of 2019 or the first episode of 2020, um, and she talks a lot about that cycle, and it was really healing for me um, to to listen to that. So again, we recommended that podcast in our last episode. I would go check that out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's everything I had to say about moon magic. What about you, Missa?
0: Yeah, I think we covered it. Um, we kept our time. I mean, we didn't go over an hour, which I can't say for the next episode. <laughs> we're going to be talking about tarot in the next episode. And I got so much to say, and it probably could be like three episodes, but we're going to try to do it in one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, just because we've got so much to talk about and we've done so many series already. Um, and so we just we want to start 2020, get the ball rolling and get you as much information as possible.
1: hmm Yep. Well, um yeah, if you want to find us on Instagram or Twitter, we are Baby Witch Pod. Um and then if you wanna email us, uh find us or you can email us at babywitchpod at gmail.com. Um and you know we're not experts. We're beginner witches ourselves who are just trying to help other beginner witches. So if there's anything that we need to address or correct, uh, just let us know.
0: Yeah. Um, or if you just want to, you know, reach out, say hello, we're we're happy to do that too. Or if you've got an idea, if there's, if you've got a burning question and you want it, you know, you want us to address it on the podcast, let us know. Um, and we will definitely research that for you and and get an episode out. Again, we've got the next couple of episodes planned, but other than that we're wide open for 2020 we're taking suggestions
1: yay all right well you all have a great um day and great moon cycle and yeah
0: all right well we'll talk to you in two weeks on the next magical monday bye